0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsbear. I want to talk to you about something came across the desk this morning, and it has to do with the meat industry. It's a kind of a silly topic, I know, especially one to, to wrap up today's episode of Live Mike with. But uh, I can assure you that it has wide-ranging implications in terms of the agricultural industry here in the state of Utah. Uh, and what does that mean? It means the jobs of friends of yours and mine, and it means uh, a difference in how you and I interact with the grocery stores and how we stock our freezers and our shelves and how we fill our bellies. Uh, it, is, it is remarkable when you sit down and think about it, uh, how the agricultural industry, specifically uh, the meat industry, Uh, has itself woven into uh, our daily lives. I want to preface this conversation uh, by sharing with you uh, portions of a chat that I had recently with a friend of mine. His name's Ron Gibson. He's the president of the Farm Bureau here in the state of Utah, and he talked to me uh, generally uh, about how the agricultural industry here in the state of Utah is navigating uh, its existence in the new times of the coronavirus. Uh, And it's not a a pretty picture. Let me share with you uh, some of what uh, Mr. Gibson had to say. He said, first off, that it's really tough right now here in the state of Utah.
2: We're having things happen now that I've never seen happen. I didn't even dream would happen.
1: Um,
2: You have to remember that the majority of the food, or at least between forty and fifty percent of the food that we grow, fifty percent of beef goes to food service. Food service is restaurants, hotels, mm-hmm. schools, um, all that kind of stuff. Forty-two percent of the dairy industry yeah. goes there. Um, I don't know the percent of pork production, but it's got to be about the same thing. And and between fifty and sixty percent of our sheep production goes there. And so with that significantly reduced, our, our farmers are just having a terrible time finding markets for our products.
1: You understand how that works? It's not as simple as meat in the grocery store. It is that uh, places like schools uh, and restaurants are such, they're such heavy, heavy pr- uh, consumers of uh, the products created by uh, the agricultural industry, uh, in particular, the strong sector of the industry we have here in the state of Utah. Uh, last comment I'd like to share with you from Mr. Gibson. Again, Ron Gibson, president of the Farm Bureau, as he and I spoke just a, a few weeks ago, he talked specifically about the cattle industry and How it's been affected,
2: but the problem is, is that they eat different things at home than they ate Mm. when they went to dinner. You know, when when I go to dinner, I my favorite my favorite cut of meat to eat is a ribeye steak, and I get it every time I go to a restaurant. And um, I haven't had a ribeye for a month and a half because I'm not going to a Mm. restaurant, and I don't get that at the drive-through Culvers. And so those those Better cut to meat are just putting a total drag on the entire cattle industry.
1: Now, listen, I don't want, I, I don't play that bit of audio so that you'll feel sympathy for my friend Mr. Gibson here because he hasn't had a ribeye uh, in, in so long since coronavirus showed up, uh, but rather to alert you to the reality faced by so many people who, uh, who bank their livelihood on the agricultural business. Uh, It is so important, in fact, that your uh, senior senator, Mike Lee, uh, chairman of the subcommittee on antitrust competition policy and consumer rights, he joined up with an unlikely ally, Amy Klobuchar. You remember her? Uh, She ran for president, uh, but in her day job, she serves as a United States senator. She is currently the ranking member on that same subcommittee chaired by Mike Lee. Now, what does ranking member mean? In the committees, both in the in the House and the Senate, in Congress, there is a, a chairman. That chairman is always going to be, well, I guess it's not uh, set in stone, but uh, anyway, history has told us that the chairman of each of the various committees in Congress uh, will be occupied by a member of the majority party. Republicans control the Senate right now. Uh, Mike Lee is the chairman of this committee. And the ranking member is the highest ranking individuals serving on that committee or subcommittee of the uh, opposing party so amy klobuchar as a democrat is uh, she's the number one democrat on this committee which is chaired by uh, mike lee anyway sorry for that tangent i used to be a congressional staffer as you know and so whenever i get an opportunity to explain some of these uh, little things i, I take it because i think it's fascinating And uh, hopefully you do as well. You you might not. If uh, if you have any thoughts uh, on my sporadic insertion of congressional trivia, uh, shoot me a text message. Will you five seven five zero zero is the Utah Community Credit Union text line but uh, with that said let me share with you this letter it was signed by mike lee uh, senior senator here in the state of utah along with amy klobuchar and it's just the two of them many of these letters that come out of congress are signed by a big laundry list of folks uh, and these members of congress are just throwing their name up there so that they can you know send a press release home to the district claim that they're behind this uh, big effort take note of that if the list is very very long uh, it means it's an important issue, uh, but the responsibility borne by each of the signatories of that letter uh, may be diluted a little bit. There's usually one or two individuals, one or two members of Congress responsible for these letters, and then everyone else is just, uh, hey, you know, that's a good idea, let me put my name on that. Uh, so anyway, a little bit of trivia there for you. This, In this instance, this letter uh, is signed by only two individuals, Mike Lee and Amy Klobuchar, and it is addressed to William Barr, Attorney General. As well as the chairman uh, of commodity futures at the Trading Commission, uh, uh, an individual named Heath Tarbit, and then lastly on the re- list of recipients, we've got Sonny Perdue, Secretary. Of agriculture, Let me read to you a little bit of this letter, and it explains itself as to why these two senators feel it is so important that these individuals, namely Sonny Perdue and William Barr, uh, take action. It reads, uh, in part, the coronavirus pandemic has exposed troubling vulnerabilities in our meat supply chain that are harming both American livestock producers and consumers. We urge you to work to identify the root causes of these disruptions so we can work together to implement appropriate solutions. As Americans have gone to buy groceries during this pandemic, they have often been confronted by higher prices for beef and pork products. I can tell you, uh, this is Lee speaking to you again, not reading the letter. Uh, That is accurate. I've experienced that. Uh, They have often been confronted by higher prices for beef and pork products, or in some circumstances, nearly empty meat cases. I've seen that as well. With many restaurants now closed, food suppliers have struggled to adjust to new consumption patterns to the detriment of consumers, as well as participants up and down the meat supply chain. Livestock producers, especially independent livestock producers, are feeling the pain of these disruptions acutely. Ron Gibson, the gentleman you heard from just a moment ago talking to us about ribeye steaks and the agricultural industry here in the state of Utah, uh, he keeps me up to speed on this. And what is described here by Senators Lee and Klobuchar is exactly accurate. Uh, the disruption to, uh, this, or the disruption to the supply chain has meant that the livelihood of countless Utahns here, uh, is absolutely threatened and in some cases has been impacted so negatively that it may not recover. I'll continue the letter. Since the initial phases of the nationwide shutdown, we have once again uh, seen or we have seen once again the disparate impact catastrophic events have on cattle and hog producers as compared to their meat packer and processor counterparts. So what they're saying here is that at the beginning of this supply chain where uh, these animals are, uh, where they are grown, where they are fed, where they are cared for, uh, that is where uh, folks are feeling it the most heavily. I'm going to to jump forward to the ask, they call it. Uh, And that is what Chairman uh, Mike Lee, uh, along with ranking member Amy Klobuchar, is asking of Sonny Perdue and the Secretary of, uh, or the Attorney General, rather. We recognize, again, this is Lee and Klobuchar, we recognize the complex nature of these markets and potential multifaceted causes of these supply chain disruptions that disproportionately impact livestock producers, such as uh, dominance of formula pricing, blah, blah, blah. They're also are allegations of potential market manipulation or anti-competitive conduct. In light of the above, we ask in your respective capacities that each of you investigate the vulnerabilities in these markets uh, and the vulnerabilities which have been exposed by COVID-19. So uh, we will likely be speaking to Senator Lee later on in the week to get an explanation of this and to see if he has yet to receive a response from Attorney General Barr uh, or Secretary Perdue. Uh, We'll keep you apprised on that. It's important stuff uh, to you and me and to so many Utahns who draw their livelihoods and depend on the agricultural business. That's it. For today's episode. Next up on KSL News Radio, it's Jeff Kaplan and Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News.